Welcome to the No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Jackie. And I'm Danielle, and we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees re-watching some of the best and worst movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. This week, we are covering Man of the House, our very first cheerleading movie, Hype. <laughs> and, and what makes it even better is that we have the awesome George of Lonely Boy Journals joining us. Hi, George. Welcome. Hey, everyone. Hey there. <laughs> All right, Jackie, tell the people what this movie is about. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Man of the House is a 2005 action comedy film centered around a group of University of Texas cheerleaders, hook em, who inadvertently <laughs> witnessed a murder in connection with the shooting of a Texas Ranger. The danger of their situation makes their protection the responsibility of a gruff, by-the-book ranger, Roland Sharp, played by Tommy Lee Jones. As a cover for his detail, he moves into the group's sorority house under the guise of being their cheerleading coach. Hilarity ensues, and this is not to be confused with the 1995 Disney family comedy <laughs> drama Man of the House starring JTT and Chevy Chase. <laughs> Which is very relevant because <laughs> we initially were going to do that movie and communication wires got crossed. It was so funny because I said to Jackie, I was like, do you think George knows we're doing the other Man of the House <laughs> And I said, I should go, I should check. And, like, and George was like, I'm ready for some cheerleading. Let's do it. And I was like, you know what? We can do this one too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we can pivot. A hundred percent. I really should have known, but you know. Um, oh and when you, when you messaged me, you're like, just to clarify, I was like, I was like, wait. JTT Thomas I was like what's going on here (laughs) I I will admit I I hadn't really heard of that one yet um but I did I educated myself okay I went in (laughs) I I have a Disney plus account and I got 15 minutes in so (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna go back and finish it but it looked really cute from what I saw well this time next year we'll do the Jonathan Taylor Thomas man of the house yes and you can come back and guest on that one (laughs) I'm down I'm down for my sequel (laughs) so this version of the man of the house stars Tommy Lee Jones Ann Archer Brian Van Holt Christina Milian Paula Garces Monica Kina and R. Lee Ernie (laughs) It was written by Robert Ramsey, Matthew Stone, and John J. McLaughlin, directed by John J. McLaughlin, and it is available to watch on Prime with stars, or I rented it for $3.99 on iTunes. Yeah, I was going to say, how did you watch it? <laughs> I almost bought it, and then I saw, like, as I was, like, saying, yes, take my $12.99. Uh-huh. That it has a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I was like, abort this mission. Three ninety nine dollars only. I know I kind of really- like, I know I kind of like picked this movie, but I'll admit, I didn't buy it, y'all. I just like, pir- I pirated that shit. Or- no <laughs> way. I was <laughs> mad. I was mad because I had just canceled my Stars membership. Because I was like, I don't watch this shit. And then I remembered I got this because 
all these movies keep coming up on stars so i was just like whatever take my <laughs> 8.99 or whatever a month but before we start let's get into our readings rewind so you know the drill before we get into the movie we'll reveal the reading our y2k versions of ourselves would give then at the end we'll see if our current selves agree with our initial rating our scale consists of would buy it would buy it again the best would play on repeat five day rental would watch again two day rental it's i nothing to write home about (laughs) and same day rental trash straight up alley (laughs) trash with booger from revenge of the nerds (laughs) so george what was your y2k rating I mean, if we're talking honestly, I mean, I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> no shame. Um, my mom bought it. I mean, I, I had it on a little PSP disc and um, I did own it. Um, I mean, realistically, probably a five-day rental, but if you want to count that PSP, <laughs> I owned it. All right. <laughs> um, I watched this with my dad. He had it on bootleg. He knew I love. He did. <laughs> I love. I love me a random comedy. I think when I originally saw it, I thought it was a five day rental. I think that's yeah. what I thought. So that's where I'm going to leave it in my memories. I shelved yeah. this movie a lot at Blockbuster. I've never seen this movie. <laughs> oh, okay. You were you were in for a surprise. Yeah, I was like a real treat. Yeah. I knew the gist of it when it started, and the whole fucking thing is just Austin, Texas. I'm like, well, even if the movie shit, I'm gonna enjoy <laughs> like watching places I know and I go to all the time. So yeah. If you guys yes. didn't know, Jack lives in Austin. <laughs> Yeah, when you told me that, I was like, oh, that's why they let us keep the movie. I was like, she can relate to this one a little bit. But but I was like, there's no possible explanation of why we're doing this movie right now. But but why not, right? Why not? Why not? not? So Jackie already told us that this did not get a great rating on um, Rotten Tomatoes. And sometimes, okay, that's fine. Um, But it showed it showed it was a huge flop it was a huge flop when it came out um the budget for this movie was about 40 million dollars and domestically it made over 19 million and internationally 21 million (laughs) somebody got floyd oh gosh (laughs) and i'm just really surprised because tommy lee jones is an executive producer on this movie and uh i don't understand how he it felt like he just played agent k as a texas ranger so how many times has tommy lee jones played a lawman and a lawman who's trying to be funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean? like, so he, he was in The Fugitive. He was uh-huh. in U.S. Marshals. He was in this movie. He played in Men in Black 1, 2. Is there a 3? There's a 3. I don't think he was in that. 1 and 2. I think he is, but like it's a cameo. Because isn't it Josh Brolin who is in the yes. third one? 
And then the fourth one was Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. So I think he's in the third one. Oh, I stopped counting with my fingers. So I have no idea where I am. Uh, um, four or five in right now. Was he in a movie with Ashley Judd at some point? Because I, I don't know why I see that as well. Uh, was it Along Came a Spider? Maybe. I mean, we. Is it we Double Jeopardy? I am. Oh, was it double, double Jeopardy. Jeopardy. It was Double Jeopardy. Oh, well, yeah. let me look up and see. Um, I was Googling how far yes, from Austin, he's Austin in, to Eagle Pass. So I have that in, information. for later. He's in Double Jeopardy. And I have a feeling his ass was a lawman in that movie. Probably. Had to have been. That's a I lot mean, of movies. He's typecast. Literally. Like they only want him in the uniform. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> But if you, oh, he was a colonel in Captain America. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, Tommy. But, but I feel like he does it. He did it to himself. Yeah, he was an executive producer. Yeah, they bought. So originally, when they bought the film, they bought the film as I. First of all, the meat and potatoes of our movie trivia facts for this movie were very light Danielle, <laughs> Danielle had to do extra research I was watching extra features on YouTube like a crackhead trying there's like to two videos through. yeah two, two videos, videos on YouTube and then yeah. from the DVD okay yeah. <laughs> so yep. like... I was a listening trying oh, to get some extra girl. factoids and I was making up my own I was like oh I see these things put those together <laughs> I was like let me do my research for this and I was yeah. like I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was, research. I think like, it has to be the lightest out of yeah. of like factoids out of all the movies we've done so far. But yeah, he they originally bought the movie, and so Roland Sharp, his character, Tommy Lee Jones' character, was supposed to be an FBI agent working in Virginia. Um, but after he reviewed the script, he was like, "Yeah, let's let's do it in Texas," yeah. and he. <laughs> He took the the like producers and the director or whatever the writers. He took them. They did a whole Texas tour, not just Austin, the entire state of Texas. And I think Tommy just wanted to go shoot, eat, drink, whatever on a on the dime of some studio. I guess I don't know. Well, I mean, he <sighs> used his own pistol in the movie. Literally yeah. refused, refused <laughs> to use a prop gun. I mean, if it doesn't get more Tommy Lee than that, I don't know. Oh, what it is yeah. but <laughs> so <laughs> to set the tone to start us off um the movie starts off uh with <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones and a, his partner going into a church um can i interject real <laughs> yes. fast the very first shot of the movie is how every fucking movie set in texas starts with a shot of wide open sky road and Lagrange playing. Okay, like yeah. it is always Lagrange by ZZ Top's yeah. because Lagrange yeah. happens yeah. to be in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> tragic. I have not noticed that, but now I will never forget it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so carry on. We're in a church. Yeah, and okay. So there's so many things about this movie that doesn't make sense to me but the only thing that i kept thinking about while watching this entire movie was that it was like a precursor to house bunny 
in a weird way. Like it gave me House Bunny vibes, but House Bunny was way better. Right. No, yeah. yeah. House Bunny was made a lot better. The plot was definitely better, but um I could see the parallels yeah, a little just, bit. Yeah. Just a few. Just a few. So Cedric the Entertainer is in this movie and he's I don't know <laughs> to say he's a pastor is loosely a loose description. <laughs> um I want to say he's a con man, but anywho, Right. Well, he went from like prison to pastor, so yeah. he's but, not very versed on the <laughs> on the book. <laughs> yeah, he he didn't. That man did not say one scripture in this movie. He no. was reciting uh, song lyrics to like <laughs> Al Green, all sorts of stuff. It was hilarious. I don't. Yeah, and the church didn't seem to mind, but that is also some of the experiences of I, I've had in gospel churches at times where. You spend a good 90% of the time singing. It looks and, like um, a good time. I, I'm waiting for oh. the word. Can we get the <laughs> word and can we go home? Can we drop some dollars? He mm. does say, I am a prophet in a nonprofit world. <laughs> <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt, 100%. <laughs> so, so good. Tommy Lee, jo- uh, Roland Sharp him and his partner go into the church um the the fake pastor Cedric the entertainer has realized he's got to cut church short because his past has caught up with him <laughs> and so they he lets church go and they go back into his chambers and um so pretty much they're looking for former associate it's supposed to be former and he says he has nothing to do with any of the you know this guy anymore and then his phone rings. Yeah, I think it was his cellmate. I think it was. Yeah, it was um, his cellmate. And it's, is it Booger from? Yes, it's Booger from. <laughs> Return of the, the <laughs> Revenge, of, Revenge the of the Nerds. Yes. Um, but he had a, a, a certain ringtone for it that was, song. I wrote, I wrote, can't touch this. And then realized it's super freak because it's <laughs> super freak. Yeah. Yes. It's super freak, but super freak by uh rick james and then cedric the entertainer once that song comes on his phone he like dips out but yeah. <laughs> it's really funny because he's not really running fast no and somehow the gospel church is next to the farm it's on a ranch it's, it's okay like, what? i'm so happens in texas you've yeah. got to get that ag discount or ag exemption okay yeah. <laughs> Well, he runs and then he tries to hide his phone into, which I kind of found this very unnecessary, like, okay, did he give the cow the phone to eat or did, cause like, not enough no, time had no, passed. He shoved that only, shit. Exactly. He ate the cow. So, okay. <laughs> so Tommy Lee's character goes real quick like without even a problem he puts this glove thingy i mean on. at least he put a glove on Ooh. yes he puts the <laughs> glove on and he goes to get it but cedric the entertainer's character seems so surprised and shocked and gross okay, out that you. he was doing that that's so what i'm like, saying how did the cow get the phone I'm, saying, I'm like you can shove it up his but you can't take it out like yeah. come on what? <laughs> commit so, to the job okay <laughs> i did in my heavy research because i was being thorough 
I found out that <laughs> the what do you, the Humane Society of Hollywood was on site and in the scene with the cow, it was done in separate shots with the animal's handler standing just out of frame at all times to give the appearance that Tommy Lee was pulling the phone out of the cow's behind and they smeared like fake poo, which was made of avocado, molasses, and alfalfa. And he just reached under the animal to have the cell phone in his hand. I guess they have to make this stuff public because, you know, the the animal advocates are like hardcore not playing with that. But like, (laughs) I don't even know why you'd have to explain that because who the fuck would do that in real life? Like, why would I film this movie and actually have my actor go pull a phone out of a, a, a cow's You'd ass? You'd be surprised. Although, I did see this one episode of Simple Life, and they literally had Nicole Richie put her whole arm in, like, a fucking cow's ass or something like that. Like, oh. what, is, what does that do? What is that for? That's so... Oh, well, you don't put it in their ass. You put it in their, like, hoo-ha to artificially oh. inseminate them. Oh, that's what she was uh, doing. Okay, yeah. okay. I, I have Still had... Still <laughs> So they get the phone. They find out where Booger is. Yeah, we're not yeah. calling him anything other than Booger. No, he's um, Booger. Yeah. And he's like stashed out in some weird warehouse or whatever. That's just full of fuel. Yeah. Like Are... he just keeps dumping barrels, just barrels. barrels <laughs> of like white fuel and just setting shit on fire i'm like this is not gonna end well plus tommy lee jones is going in unbothered (laughs) by the amount of fire that is happening in this warehouse yeah it's weird superman apparently (laughs) and i i didn't even i was trying to figure out the big fish that they're going after like what the fuck does he do like is it drugs is he laundering money and so I was like, okay, he's stealing gas. <laughs> no one knows. There were so many auxiliary bad guys that I just started writing kind of like, and then another guy shut, like showed up or another guy is dead. Like you've never been introduced to them. You get like a picture of a dead guy and they're questioning everyone and everyone's like, never seen him before. <laughs> And then they move on. Like, it's so fucking bizarre. So it goes, okay, so the the gateway uh, bad guy is Cedric the Entertainer's character, who's, like, bad guy gone good, kind of. Um, he's, right. like, the C. He's reformed. The, yeah, he's the CI. He's the snitch. Yeah. And then the next step, okay, so here. And the next step is Booger. And yeah. so Booger gets shaked down at the warehouse and they're about to arrest him. But Booger has a key. Yes, he has. That's his job. Yeah, he has a key. <laughs> Booger does the dirty work. Yeah, <laughs> the, literally. He's got gasoline everywhere. Yeah. And they try to throw him in the back of a, a cop car and somebody starts a sniper shooting. So here's the new bad guy. <laughs> yeah. And that's not <laughs> the bad yeah, He's not. so the sniper guy who's trying to kill booger from snitching is now shooting at them and he also inadvertently shoots roland's partner who is this badass uh texas ranger female texas ranger and i i 
I was like, yes, we're going to get a badass Texas female ranger. And bitch is knocked the fuck, not even knocked out. She shot. Bitch shot. She shot. My question is, they're going into a gunfire situation. Why hasn't she got a vest on? Yeah, wear the flak jackets. It's fucking fucking Texas. I'm sure you have... Like you could yeah. borrow one from someone on the street, probably. Literally, like <laughs> you're not patrolling the mall. You're at a gun shootout. Like, yeah, get a vest, girl. <laughs> but we won't so blame her. <laughs> Booger, he takes off. He's out. Um, can I say something? Of course, <laughs> you're gonna hate this comment, Danielle. Oh, but I'm gonna bring it up every time I notice it. Okay. Um, badass Texas Ranger females eyebrows. Did we? Did we notice them? I did. I did not. Oh, they were. They were drawn on. They they were were frowny faces. Pencil thin, girl. They were like. (laughs) 90s vibes. (laughs) And they were like literally not just like filled in, but like thick penciled on. Like tattooed on. Before the tattoo was a thing. Yes. It was that was her. <laughs> yes. Um, but I did but not the, notice and now I have sometimes to go back I and watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Sorry. So, um, so yeah. Booger, um, he, he books it. He does. Sniper Man is now chasing him in a car. Was it where'd he get Man? that car from? Yeah, it was Sniper Man. Oh, so man. now we're just chasing him in a car. <laughs> He bobs and weaves at the last moment, jumps onto like this loading dock type thing. That's not a loading dock because it's just a fucking window. It's just an alley. And Sniper Man continues driving and plows right into another truck. Yeah. There's so so many unnecessary scenes in this movie. And and the cheerleaders, so you get to a scene where the cheerleaders are at a bar or it's like a, okay, so are we having a pep rally at the bar? I'm very confused as to what's happening in this scene. I then- don't know. I don't know enough about like UT festivities. Right. I mean, there are a lot of bars near campus. And so maybe it was just like a little like rally that they went to before a game, but they were super hot from like entertaining the masses. Right. So they go in the bathroom to cool off. So the one girl climbs up on something to get to the tiny ass window. (laughs) Yes. And then she's like, oh, everyone come look at this gentleman. She's like, I think it was so weird. Like. (laughs) I Why think he did... got mugged. Yeah. <laughs> he's just standing. Just... <laughs> he's, he's just standing. Look at him. Tan- like, what? Why did everyone have to go look at this? It was such a random thing. Oh my God. And then she's like giving a whole monologue or a narration, sorry, of what's happening step by step. And then another person comes up. Um, the the third level bad guy the shooter and um apparently shoots him or something so he did yeah so he shoots him and also shoots another texas ranger zane who (laughs) 
who was there and so tommy lee jones happens upon them all the girls scream and freak the fuck out they run (laughs) 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 um and so tommy lee jones runs up and is like hey what happened and zane's like oh the bullet grazed me i'm like bitch you're in on it you should have a goddamn self so but zane doesn't know that the girls have witnessed anything right yet um so tommy lee jones has to go and now he's like in charge of these five ut cheerleaders in between these scenes which really confused me is that there's a scene of tommy lee or sorry roland and he goes to like a bar and it yeah. seems like the same bar the whole incident was in, right? And he's meeting this other young girl and you find out it's his daughter, who, by the way, is Kay- in real life, Katy Perry's best friend. Um, oh. oh, really? Yes, oh, yeah. Okay. I'm telling you, a bitch Work. was digging. A bitch was digging. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, he's having supposedly dinner with his daughter. So I'm like, are they at the same bar? I'm very confused. Like, oh no, that was Thread Gills, where Janice Joplin Joplin used to hang out and sing ooh. her music before she oh. got super famous because she came up in Austin, Texas. That Thread Gills location is no longer open and is now condos. Aww. R.I.P. Austin. They couldn't have made that like a. Uh what do you call it like a historic yeah site. yeah no there's one more thread gills um f- a little further out outside of downtown that's still open but that was the one that like and, and not just janice joplin it was a lot of up-and-coming musical talent in like the 60s and 70s hung out at thread gills oh r.i.p nice. r.i.p well he was there i was confused <laughs> Because the lighting, the whole yes. vibe felt very much like the first bar that we saw. Um, he, so you get the feeling that he's not, he's not, has, doesn't have a close relationship with his daughter. Um, she doesn't hate him, but he hasn't been there. He puts yeah. his work first. And so much so he dips, like Jackie said, he becomes mm-hmm. in charge of the girls. And um, so, yeah, they very much play up the vapidness of them being cheerleaders kind of thing that they only care about external things like how they look and boys and you know whatnot yeah, um we learn that he hates gum it's the <laughs> downfall of civilization or some shit <laughs> yes. um and then the girls are like trying to describe the killer, but they all have like conflicting reports. It's actually accurate. That's been found in a lot of research that a lot of people who see crimes or are um, witnesses, they all have very different accounts for what has happened psychologically. We see what we want to see kind of thing. And our memory isn't as great as you would think it is because uh, our brain rewrites things science people i don't have the facts facts but i have just enough for you to go look it up but it, yeah it's not that inaccurate that you could have all those people have very different accounts for the same situation that happened and he's just super fucking frustrated he's just like <laughs> y'all are useless um 
also question <laughs> um did they hold them in like an interrogation room overnight yeah i don't know <laughs> because they said they said that they've been through like five thousand mug shots and like someone says like since last night yeah i oh. guess so i'm like they they've done nothing wrong why are you holding them hostage i'm gonna say I, no one's gonna call their lawyer or nothing <laughs> well, <laughs> they, the i don't know if it's the governor whoever calls them in to like the, to go see um he says they're daddies so nobody's mama calls like first of all let me just say this if you are arrested and the popo got you not you're arrested but you saw somebody get murdered like is your daddy calling or is your mama calling your mama's calling especially for a cheerleader okay yeah, yeah. you don't fuck with a cheer mom okay she'll kill 100 percent. Right? Yeah. they're one tier under dance mom yeah you don't fuck with them yeah. right. <laughs> um so. and then we see barb fixing her boobs in the two-way or the one-way mirror and 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 the girl is like one of her friends is like hey like they can see you it's just a mirror on this side she's like don't give a shit and then she has this weird crush on roland the rest of the movie i'm like that man is old he's not even like grandpa old he is like great grandpa should be like sitting on a porch whittling wood old i think we all have to agree yeah i mean i get it like she's the more like sluttier character but like does she have to have daddy issues too? Like, Thank you. you I was know? just going to say, like, I, I think we can all agree that Barb has daddy issues. No, 110%. 110%. She and, like does like the foggy heart and she's like, hi. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I think this, like one thing I did want to talk about was I feel like this movie has like a very thin veil of... I didn't find it to be like extremely sexist as much as it possibly could have been. Right. But then there was just some back ass backward stuff that made me like want to right. pound my head out. Mm-hmm. Um, one being like, I feel like Tommy Lee's character never really overtly sexualized the girls in any mm-hmm. way. But like, why do you have to keep telling them to put on clothes? I mean, they were wearing midriff. They weren't in panties or anything like that. They were wearing shorts and a sports bra or whatever. And he kept on telling them that they had to put on clothes. And I just felt like, why do they need to change their environment? Because you're there. You're you're making it sexual. They're not doing anything sexual. They're yeah. not wearing no. like lingerie. They're except for wearing, maybe Barb. Yeah, well, Barb yeah. is a separate. <laughs> but like there's like this whole discussion that they have to like wear clothes and he's very bothered by it. There's a whole subplot of this. And I feel like for me growing up, that was always like a thing. If any guys or older, you know, family members were coming over, like I had to go put layers on and I'm just like, why am I the one who has to accommodate the weird Mm -hmm. sexual thoughts that grown ass men are are having about 100 me i i had that same thought so jumping ahead there is a scene where um 
like essentially he buys this industrial air conditioner to make it really cold in the house to force them to put clothes on and then they come down with a compromise and they use like a cardboard cheerleader cutout like a Dallas <clears throat> cheerleader cutout uh, Courtney and Ryan be so- <laughs> <laughs> <The> Courtney Ryan <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah and so they kind of like draw on the cardboard cutout like this is what we're willing to cover up and he's like, no, it has to be way more and mm-hmm. and no midriff and stuff. I'm like, have you ever been in fucking Texas in the summer? Like, you're <laughs> lucky I'm wearing clothes. And Austin is it's... top optional. It's not mandatory for a woman to wear a top Facts. in Austin. 100%. So you can go fuck off. I am in my own house, Tommy Lee Jones. Literally. And since when is a crop top like a crime? Like, come on. <laughs> like, so it, it just uh. definitely goes back to this. You're sexualizing us. Sorry yeah. that you're uncomfortable. That's your issue. Yeah. In their own home. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, go stay with your buddies across the street with right. the man. You paying for room and board? I don't think so. (laughs) And he paid like $7,000 for that AC unit. Yeah. Thanks for the AC, but (laughs) you don't fucking live here, okay? (laughs) Waste of state funds. (laughs) So we see um, next off, they're at the governor's office. I don't understand or maybe I just wasn't paying that close of attention why the <laughs> governor was involved. Plus it was Rick Perry. And I'm like, you just need to get off. What's that team. Rick oh. Perry? Yes, that is a hundred percent Rick Perry. They made a, he made a cameo and he was a cheerleader before too. I think I just mentally blocked him out of my oh. brain for many a reason, especially when he was on Dancing with the Stars, but. He was on Dancing oh. with the Stars? Oh yes. It was oh. a dark time. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, he was there. Um, and then uh, Roland tells his boss that to keep it a secret that he is that there's witnesses to this crime because obviously he's aware there's some sort of leak or mole. And he is now going to go undercover with two other lawmen, other <laughs> Texas Ranger guys. We weren't really formally introduced, not to them at all. Either. <laughs> Yeah, and they're pretty boring, uh, to say the truth. Um, Yeah, so they're going undercover. He's going undercover as the girls' assistant cheerleading coach. And I'm just like, no one thinks it's weird that the cheer, like, and it's not even the whole cheerleading squad, which is confusing to me because I, when they go to the game, you see other cheerleaders. So I was like, so is this a jv varsity thing like what's happening why are only a few of them in this situation i i didn't know if there was like a, d- a different level of the cheer squad anywho um but no one thought it was weird that this older man is now living with these girls in their house uh a hundred percent jackie thought it was weird <laughs> wasn't wasn't not weird i'll tell you that (laughs) it was a little odd to say the least and so yes they now have to live with him and the girls have no freedom they can't go anywhere um and they're not taking too kindly to that there is a lot of cursing in spanish (laughs) 
<laughs> but uh, yes. I think Teresa goes Teresa. off on him. Um, <laughs> and fun fact, Tommy Lee Jones is fluent in Spanish. So he was able to uh, tell her, I don't believe my mom is, I, I guess she called his mama. His mama dog. Yeah, a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was a that was probably one one of the very few times I laughed. Um, also, I think uh, she's talking on the phone with her boyfriend named Antonio. He's like goes unseen throughout the whole movie. And fun fact, she's married to a man named Antonio. So oh, that's oh, that's cute. I guess she was like talking to him. I don't know. <laughs> the, the weird thing is when I saw that fact, I could have swore when I originally saw this movie that she snuck off with her boyfriend and they were in the car but maybe my brain made that up or it's from the parallel universe i just believe that's what happens with the holes in my memory Could now be. yeah it's mandela effects yes. Yes. <laughs> what i also um, oh go ahead oh, oh no no oh well uh Yes, so they all have to live together in their little sorority house and Tommy Lee Jones is staying with them and then the other cops are like staying in a frat house across the street with the weed man that they get arrested. Weird, just trying to live in his life. He's just trying to make a living. I like how they're like closing the door on him and he's like trying to look at like around. He definitely knew they were in arcs. And they have like this, this like t- nine passenger van, big van that they've been carting the girls around. And Tommy Lee Jones is a, a stickler for safety. So he makes them all buckle up and Teresa sticks her tongue out at him. Like that's something like a fourth grader does. That's not something a college yeah. cheerleader does. She would flip him off. Like yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But as we saw earlier, there were what three men that wrote this movie. But yes. I'm not gonna hate on them because as as sexist, as misogynistic as this movie could have been, it was not. So it I, wasn't uh, it has its moments. And yeah. it had like diverse casting. Like yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a yeah. complete white movie said yeah in Texas. i would like, say christina million's character really brought it home for like <laughs> the the diversity and the you know being outspoken woman um or whatnot and um thank god for her character <laughs> okay. yeah but, the heather the, character was confusing to me i think that's she's like the native texan i suppose that accent didn't sound Uh, i mean i don't know if the actress is really from texas or not it's she sounded but her her accent could have been east texas like way up near like texarkana just that real thick getting into kind of like arkansas oklahoma region i I couldn't figure out her character either because it was like she didn't want to be a cheerleader, but yeah. she was a cheerleader. She's a reformed, like bad girl. Uh, yeah, yeah, like it was just really confusing. She's beautiful. Like I could not take my eyes off of her, but Gorgeous. she does. J Love acts with her eyes. This girl acts with her lips. Yeah. Her lips. Yes. Very <laughs> Angelina. Yes. <laughs> the actress's name is Vanessa Ferlito. She is 
from born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. She's an Italian American. So yeah, this oh, accent. So that was, that yes. was a Brooklyn Texan accent. Yes. <laughs> Brooklyn Texan. She's like, yeah. just shoot her sharp. You'd be doing her a favor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. all right, girl. Like, it was kind of that's who she sounded like she sounded like eureka who is a drag queen eureka! Who calls drag race. <laughs> i have the same accent literally eureka like oh my god i so i just was I, I i might as well have gotten a paycheck for being her acting coach to to, to help her with her dialect that yeah. sounds like a stereotypical texan accent Oh yeah. <laughs> well, when you're trying to have one, which is so weird. Well, I guess she could have just been in Austin to go to school because Austin is such a melting pot. We really don't have accents in this region. Yeah. yeah. You're coming from other areas of Texas. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> off the beaten path. <laughs> I wrote after that there's more shooting. I don't remember. What? When they Oh, I think it's when uh when the their the bad guy is talking to the other bad guy. They, I think <gasps> yes. they they finally reveal that the there's FBI a fourth level. Yeah. Yes. Not, so the fourth level bad guy was finally revealed and he shoots the third level. Yeah, and the fourth no. level bad guy is Zane, the Texas Ranger. No, he's right. an FBI agent, I think, or something. He's is not. It, no, yeah, he's, he's an FBI agent. Yeah, yeah. He's okay. Not a Texas Ranger, yeah. Yeah, and he's on the phone with like. Oh, that's the, right. The sixth, or like the, the, the sixth main level. big guy, yeah. the main, yeah. main big guy who the big fish. Yeah. The big, they've the whole point of the movie was to try to get him indicted. Yeah, yes. and so Booger was the only like witness, the key witness, and so he got off the big fish. We see that um, there's like a clip of him getting out of the courthouse and be like, "Bye, bitches!" And yeah. he gets in the car and he's telling the other guy to clean up the mess or whatever. So, which is so fucking weird because I'm pretty sure that was shot at the Capitol building, and I'm like, that's not a courthouse. That's <laughs> where we do government business we don't take criminals there it was so fucking bizarre to me but it's a beautiful Um, building so i can understand why a lot of pokestops that's where we go oh don't tell our secrets jackie don't do it (laughs) don't do it i can't i mean i've gone all nerd here but i don't want to lay all of our cards on the table for the world to see so we're back in tommy lee jones loves root beer (laughs) i i can't be mad at that root beer is amazing yeah so is Um, birch beer if you're from pennsylvania yeah i really like birch beer too so his rules are like no cell phones no email pretty much no communication with the outside world while you all are like being protected as witnesses like what if i had a you know christine wouldn't have none of this my mother needs to talk to me daily so (laughs) i don't know what he would have done if my mom didn't have 100 percent access to my ass especially after i saw a killing right (laughs) Oh my God. And then is it Teresa or Heather says, are you always such a dick? And the way he says, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Was that? 
He does a lot of inflections in his voice when he's doing some of the sarcasm. Comedic times, yeah. yeah. So apparently, since George and I listened to the DVD extras on YouTube, the two videos, mm. um, he Tommy Lee said he learned all of his comedy <laughs> from Will Smith. From Will Smith. <laughs> And, and um, who was the other person? Um, nobody important, I guess. Nobody important. <laughs> and so, and so I questioned that. I, I mean, maybe that. Will just did what he could and was like, ah. this is the best we're gonna get. Because <laughs> it's true, Tommy Lee has did not do comedy until later into his career. Mm-hmm. He was mostly very serious. Yeah. Um, and even within his comedy, it's just all deadpan. Yes, say, playing yeah. the very straight laced guy, and then he has like these little quips. Yeah, that's his whole comedy cool. routine. That's all he got. That's as much as he could stretch it. Yes, and so they're like, he he's like, you can't go anywhere, do anything, have to stay together. Even to the extent where he's like, some of y'all can't go to classes. I'm I'm sorry. I'm being he, good to him. I don't think Ooh. he said I don't think he said he couldn't go to classes, but he said that they had the group together, like because right, there was only three guys. If you have like four girls going to four different classes at the same time, somebody's not going to class. Damn. Yes. That's when the um smart cheerleader, Evie, is <laughs> <laughs> like what about my scholarship? Yes. <laughs> Evie a hundred percent needed xanax oh her oh, anxiety yeah. was and she was real. a psych major yeah. Like, yeah girl don't get this girl a prescription pad like you know <laughs> let me I mean? just say this <laughs> the one thing i've noticed in life is the people who need the therapy the most are the ones who want to go into psych yeah 100%. <laughs> i name a psych <laughs> student and i'll name the therapist they need to see <laughs> or have been seeing for the past yeah. five years <laughs> um, not sh- not shaming because we all need mental help help 100 percent. my sister is a psych major that's where she graduated with. sorry heather <laughs> i mean she will 100 percent admit she has anxiety <laughs> she agrees with us all right yeah <laughs> so um the only thing he did agree on i guess because they're all together is that they could still cheer so cut to ut football games so there's a lot of stuff we need to go into about this whole situation i think it's mind-blowing that this movie 2005 is the first movie to have the permission from the university to use there are UT symbols, including the UT, UT Tower, the orange and white, like everything. They they had access to the cheerleaders, the band, yes. the spirit organization. Um, yeah. The very Texas lax. X's. Yeah. Very it's, lax about everything. They were super helpful, I guess, yes. through the whole entire process. Yeah. Again. I have, I have a question and a comment. Okay. My question, <laughs> we went through this whole goddamn movie set at UT and we never got the band playing The Eyes of Texas. <laughs> like, that is a goddamn shame. 
because I was waiting to do my copies. I was just like, this band whack. They ain't pop locking and dropping it like yeah, you It was underwhelming because you didn't have the eyes of Texas with the entire stadium screaming. Anyway, I digress. Um, I was also kind of surprised, especially because there was a sniper in this movie. And the UT Tower was used by a a sniper, I believe, in 1968. And there was like a mass shooting on campus. Oh, wow. By a sniper. So like, I was like, I would have felt like they would have thought that was a little too close to home or like take that element out of it. I'm so, I want, go ahead, sorry. Well, I I just like for, for the first movie to be allowed access to all of this, at the University of Texas to be kind of like a crime movie with murders and stuff like it was just very surprising to me yeah, yeah. I mean it's like Christina dip a pick a dip it low pick it up slow million said okay <laughs> if you're gonna stop us from cheerleading you're gonna have to pry the pom-poms out of our cold dead so they had to go to the game they had to <laughs> I, did. I did i was confused like all i want to know is i want a list of the other movies or the other productions that had approached the college to do a movie there that they said yeah. no to because i'm still very confused <laughs> They got man on the house on the table and they're like, yeah, let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it does say that the director was a graduate of UT and was also a high school and collegiate cheerleader. So maybe he had some pull. Maybe he had to have help. You're telling me. So is this, this is the school that Matthew McConaughey goes shit crazy for, right? Correct. You're telling me this man has not approached the school to do a movie. Like, I can't imagine that he wouldn't. Maybe it was before. I'm just confused. You know, when he was yeah. a little bit more unstable. Have there, <laughs> yeah. have, there have there been any since? Not sure. We've got a lot of questions. Oh, not, a lot of answers. On UT. not a lot of um, answers. Quentin Tarantino also um, paid a visit to the set during the filming at the stadium at UT um, because he shoots all of his movies here, him and Robert Rodriguez. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, no way. Um, here it comes. Uh, <laughs> oh, and fun yeah. fact: uh, the girl who plays Heather was in Robert Rodriguez's uh, Death Proof. Yes, Death Proof. Death Proof. Yeah, uh, Gre- uh, Grindhouse was the series. Death Proof was Quentin Tarantino's car movie, and then. Oh. Robert uh, Rodriguez, planet, planet terror, terror. terror. Yeah. Like, yes. that was Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're cheering. Tommy Lee Jones is looking around. That fucking Razorback uh, mascot looks fucking sus, hiding <laughs> behind the the yeah. pole and shit. Uh, pulls out a gun. Tommy Lee Jones tackles him because that's what you do when right. you're an officer of the law. And he's like, sorry, I thought it was a joke. And it's a squirt gun. Number one. Why? Um, yes. Who are you going <laughs> to yes. squirt that's going to like notice even like it's h- fucking hot and everyone's sweaty. 
Like, yeah, you're gonna switch to cheerleaders. They're gonna thank you for that. I'm yeah, <laughs> and why would you get some like? Okay, if you're gonna play a prank, get one of the uh super soakers that look very much yes. like a fake water, like a water gun. Why well, get something was... that looks so much like a gun? Well, no. and that's my other thing is like by law you have to have that like orange ring around the muzzle to sh- so anyone can look and see that it is a fake gun so did you remove it did you paint it well is that a newer law because this was i mean i no, i think it's been around for a hot minute yeah yeah because I mean, we I've had those orange caps on my guns when I was a kid forever. You know? Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, yeah, that was just such a weird thing. And of course, everyone's looking at Tommy Lee, and then he he does the the horns, Welcome. and uh, <laughs> everyone cheers. <laughs> First of all, we do have to just side note: George is decked out in his Texas gear. He. Yes understood the assignment for this episode always baby (laughs) i'm an a plus student (laughs) i own no ut gear so i am wearing gwen's ancient (laughs) dancer shirt hi Gwen. she's gonna be on next week for harry potter Yes. I just I just wore an orange dress because <laughs> that's as good as it gets. Yes. All right. So yeah, he he hooks them and everyone like fucking crowd goes wild. Um and then we see the other cops in the frat house. They have lots of VHS security surveillance video, and I'm like, oh. Oh, before, how far we've come before we <laughs> like leave the whole stadium situation um there was a few things about like the football team or something during these games so apparently they shot during real games to get like the scenery and everything um but then certain scenes where it was a little bit close up they had the Austin Game Breakers of the North American Football. Oh, that's NFL. <laughs> <laughs> but they have uh, to be like a farm team, right? I, I don't know. It says the North American Football League provided the players and coaches for the roles of the Texas Longhorns and the Arkansas Razorbacks for that scene. So they did a lot of the exterior during a real game and then they brought on those guys which i thought was cool that they were able to actually film at a game yeah participate so go ahead continue sorry oh i uh oh vhs surveillance yeah and so they're like looking at shit um that's when jimmy is just trying to make a living selling weed and then we transition to tommy lee jones is now sitting in on lectures because he's watching following them around he's he goes to barb's class and then barb's i think this must be like her literature class or english class or something they're talking about um romeo and juliet the teacher is going in about that but she calls barb into her office because barb's a fucking moron and (laughs) she completely plagiarized her um she plagiarized her report the professor's and, report. Yes. The okay. report. 
on Romeo and Juliet, okay? Like, I don't you don't, How? You don't How need hard? to read the book to know what Romeo and Juliet's about. Right. Please. First of all, we read that in fucking high school. It's not that difficult. It's not even that thick I of a book. It's like a Hey Arnold adaptation. You know? like, <laughs> and we are we are like, post Baz Luhrmann's <laughs> Romeo plus Juliet. Yeah. Right. That bitch saw that in high school. Like, why are you confused? Barb right. didn't watch it. She was making out. Yes, she was. Okay. Yeah. She was like, and so okay. she gets caught. And then the teacher calls her coach in to talk to him as well. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing in my class? This shit is weird. <laughs> shit is weird. Yeah. I, Of course, I'm paraphrasing. But that, that's the vibe she was giving. And pretty much saying, this little bitch, this little thought here, she's a fucking read the goddamn book. And she's getting another chance that she's fucking lucky. Make it happen. Yeah, because not only does she plagiarize an essay, but she plagiarized the professor's essay. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> the privilege that Barb must have to go to like a top 10 university, cheer, and still like not know shit to even, it was intro to English lit. Like, homegirl this is like a layup class if not ask evie to write it for you literally (laughs) right yes like 10 minutes right so done like oh god and Uh, then i had a like there was a weird scene after this where tommy lee jones is trying to figure out like hey like what's going on why can't you like pass this fucking class it's romeo and juliet and yeah and she's like passing all these dudes and she knows all of their names i'm like oh (laughs) he's gonna like use that to her advantage or recognize that she does have a really good memory it just he has to pair like motivation educate yeah educational piece with that like no nothing ever pans out like she just knows all the dudes names like is this just alluding to the fact that she's slept with all his fucking dudes because that didn't like it didn't that scene was weird you took all this time to have her engaging with all these guys yeah and him absorbing and like looking and trying to figure out and then we get nowhere and then we get a cringy scene where she's like hooked his arm in and leaning on him and saying we could be together and he's got to be like nah bitch she's like you like you like me don't you i'm like no girl and the way he said no i was i was okay with it he was very (laughs) clear he was not there was no room for like misinterpretation exactly (laughs) but i know a bitch like barb and him saying no that way was fuel to the fire Uh, yeah we all know a barb challenge accepted That yeah, that only makes it worse, honestly. (laughs) So the next scene is dinner time. Dinner time. (laughs) (laughs) What I love about the scene is that it does highlight how, like, some of you know, especially in the early two thousands but them being cheerleaders as well. The 2000s was a horrible time to be a woman in America, especially a young woman because anorexia, my God, Mm -hmm. at that, like 
because they were they had- like weighing shit to put in their salads. Yeah. And yeah. they were all on different diets. They were on Atkins, they were on White Watchers, and I I was on some of those as well. I look back at some of my pictures, I could see my collarbone. I miss those days. (laughs) (laughs) But but like it, and and the pressure for them, I'm sure was immense. And uh, again, George and I watching the two videos, the girls do talk about, the actresses talk about how they went through preparation to be the cheerleaders they went through like a month of training and they talked about that but they also talked about and we were starved to death they said <laughs> it and we didn't get to eat really because- i was noticing how thin they were and i try and like it, it's that <coughs> like that but unlearning that bias of like not commenting on anyone's body types right. at all but they were all just so incredibly thin. A couple of them had great boobs, though. Oh, yeah. They had oh, yeah. Um, some great bras. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I do like the way they approached it, kind of. It was realistic mm-hmm. in a sense that they didn't really want to talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, most girls aren't going to want to talk about that yeah. with this random old guy. Um, it is something that's more personal, um, mm-hmm. you know, for a young lady. But or for anyone in general you know what I mean so um I mean that was realistic but yeah and I like the way they just immediately shut him down like nope we're not we're not discussing that yeah um but meanwhile while they're having their little salads my boy Tommy Lee Jones orders manja pizza (laughs) George have you had manja pizza (sighs) I've never. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm to Austin. Never. We'll go get Manja pizza together. It is so fucking good. George, I've been to Austin yes. quite a few times and I have yet to get Manja what? pizza. <laughs> so the bitch is alive. <laughs> I will say most movie pizzas don't look that exciting, but that one looked yeah, enticing, was, you yeah. know? Like, it, is, okay. it is Chicago style deep dish and yeah. it yeah. is, you go, you know you're going to be waiting for 45 minutes for that pie. I have had the car- carnivore before, sans jalapenos. I don't know why he put it jalapenos. Personal choice. Um, <laughs> but I'm good with just like a pepperoni and mushroom. Oh, it's so good. And like one slice fills you up. So that like pie will last like a couple yeah. of leftovers. <laughs> so fucking good. Which is why I chose it as my background. (laughs) I don't know if I'll like it. I, you know, I'm a New York girl. I like my New York pizza. And I know a few people from Chicago who want to tussle with me um, when we talk about hot dogs and and pizza. To me, I I went to Chicago. I went and had the pizza. And I said... It's a great casserole, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the you got a point there, but I don't I don't discriminate, you know. I don't either. I'm not saying like, I think it pie, was give me the thin, I'll take it all. All right. It, it was it was good, but stop 
stop this misrepresentation and calling that shit a fucking pizza. It's a goddamn no. casserole. They put the pie in pizza pie for sure. It's yeah. Like, you need yes. a fork, fork and knife that baby. You know? oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he came out sharpening a fucking knife to cut <laughs> yeah, that butcher, pizza. like butcher knives. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> But it did it did look very good, I will say. It looked yeah, very it, delicious. Danielle, when you come out, I will take you to Manja and you can hate it just like you hate everything I take you to. Okay, so here's the thing. My palate, my palate is a little bit, you know, bougie. It's refined. It's, right? it's bougie. I so over the course of the years, the first few times I used to go to Austin, Jackie would be like, this place is great. And I'd be like, it's giving me cardboard. It's <laughs> giving me not New York, you know, but over the years, she has progressively gotten better, but I do give her shit. Like if she says, oh, this place is amazing. I say, we'll see. <laughs> She's like, is this fresh caught or farm raised? <laughs> <laughs> she hated chewies i'm like who fucking hates i didn't okay 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 you hated chewies i don't i don't hate chewies because i don't want to get rid of our advertising opportunity um i didn't hate chewies i just know that when i went to la and i went to a food truck that food was amazing and then you get Chewy's Tex-Mex. It's it. <laughs> there's a time was, and there's a place. <laughs> I guess I'm just like, it's okay. It's all right. But I you think are, you have, I think you have difficulty separating in your mind uh, that yeah. there can be different versions of good yes. food in the same <laughs> realm. I don't think that's how that works, Jackie. That's why there's, <laughs> there's levels to this. There, there is top tier food that is amazing, and then there's Applebee's. There's, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. There's like, the everyday. I, okay, I feel like my palette is like a Venn da- diagram, where <laughs> yours is just like a bar graph. Yeah, <laughs> Look, oh, I'm Lord. my my palette has experienced a lot of amazing food. So I think just even living in New York for as long as I I did really fucked things up because even oh. when I came back to Florida, I was just like, I can't. No, the I food game live, is not. The I can't same. live this. Yeah, way. but yeah, yeah. food. Some of the food has gotten better here. I I do. I'm giving Florida its props. It's getting a lot better than it used to be. Right. Um. But yeah, you could go to a hole in the wall. You can go to a high class place. It was very rare that I would go somewhere in New York and it wasn't like absolutely amazing. Right. So, and know. that's not to say like Austin has some good food places, but Jackie keeps taking me to this this the squandering <laughs> roadkill places. And I'm like, oh. like <laughs> well, she did take me to some dives. really good Korean barbecue and we went to a really good Indian place. So again, she is getting better. I'm just <laughs> I have a bougie palette. I am sorry. <laughs> but that so, is, that's my gift. If I take you somewhere and I say it's going to be amazing food, 
I have never experienced where someone says it wasn't good. This pong yeah. is worth money. <laughs> Hashtag booty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, where were we? So <laughs> Ter- <laughs> Teresa is lamenting that without her phone, she is nothing. She is worthless. Oh, God. Dramatic. And then um, they start talking to Tommy Lee Jones about his daughter and like giving advice on like what to do, what not to do when talking to her and stuff. So they're trying to be helpful. So you see that he's starting to bridge, like make connections with the girls and not just be this staunch, like I'm here to protect you and that's it. Type yeah. Thing. He's becoming um, like their, their, their den father. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Barb continues to hit on him. Um, but then he goes into the restroom the next morning and there are the delicates are being hung to dry and it's, he has had it. It's just okay. underwear. Just move yeah. them. I have a question. Okay, I did grow up with a sister and a mm-hmm. mother, but like, do women really hang a lot of their like undergarments? Like, some of my underwear, some of my like cotton underwear, I could throw it into the washing machine. I don't give a shit. But like there are there are some undergarments that I pay a good amount of money or that have very different material. Right. That I have to like I hang to dry. Like oh, okay. and growing up, I was also taught to actually wash my underwear in the shower with me. Yeah. Even so, as a boy, like we had to do chores and laundry, and my mother said, Don't you dare put a bra in the dryer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I knew that one. All right. So um, it just depends, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I um I wear meundies and you cannot dry them. You have to hang them to dry. And so that's my meundies plug. Where care of them and they will take care of you. (laughs) (laughs) One day, Danielle. I'm I'm hoarding out there. You're right. (laughs) We are gonna have a me undies sponsorship. And we're gonna look back on these episodes and say we manifested that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um yeah, so he's like from now on, this is going to be a hundred percent masculine bathroom. Like, what does that mean? You're gonna get a urinal? Like, what the fuck? Like, they're, they're just living their fucking life, and there's five fucking girls trying to hang their garments to dry. They have to do it somewhere. Yeah, it's not like they left their period panties out. Yeah, like, give us a break, man. And I do like later on that. I thought it was weird. But mainly because there's like how many of them? Let me count five, uh, five bitches, and one of them got their <laughs> period, and you're all out of tampons and shit. Ain't no yeah. way. Ain't, Ain't no, no way. way. So he had to go shopping, <laughs> and he yep. did it. He did it. Uh, yeah! He he threw every single fucking tie like that cart was full of pads and tampons like does he think we're having bullet wounds like i know we call it a crime scene but jesus (laughs) didn't want to uh fuck it up (laughs) um he also um complains about their music and they call it 
vagina music question mark (laughs) i didn't even know what the music was most of the time it's like a punk girl song you know like you know like something mid-aughts like just very (laughs) generic music i did love that they had that like pink i know that was like a sony cd player and i was like the times we had the times um um, this is when uh, the FBI agent Zane um, asks to speak with the witnesses and um, the the head of the Texas Rangers is like nah peace out yeah. homie well and he's kind of just like I don't know what you're talking about but yeah. even if there were witnesses like he tries to play it off like oh like there aren't even witnesses that now. should have been suspicious in the first place because yeah. if the chain of command that like I haven't told anybody mm-hmm. really why does this dude know yeah I would have been very suspicious of exactly him. I would have gone to his supervisor and say how does he know this very sus and also like <laughs> as a, I know if you're an FBI agent fine but like, do you have no one to report to? This dude was out in these streets like, yippee ki yay, motherfucker, I do what I want. <laughs> yes. That was real suspect, all of it. Um, and then like This is when you see that like Tommy Lee Jones just orders manja every night. And then the girls are like kind of loosening up and they <laughs> steal his pizza and they run upstairs. And they eat it all before he can get up there. <laughs> they down, down a whole deep dish in two minutes. Yes. Like what? <laughs> I would have, I would have beat their ass. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And the meaty pizza that they're eating was made with all vegetarian meats. That's right. So sad. Gross. I'm sorry to any vegetarians, out there, <laughs> but if you're gonna get a carnivore, you get a carnivore. yeah literally if not you just get like a veggie supreme yeah i mean i would definitely try it to see if it'd be good but i don't know i don't know um i don't know what so like the way that this movie is in my head now is all over the place and i think it's just zane is now um he he what he went to see the daughter now no uh, he zane's trying to get a subpoena to see the witnesses now oh okay so yeah he's he's looking all over the place to try to get his in and i think this is when the girls stage a walkout boycott they're Mm -hmm. over the ship they're all dressed up to the nines and he's like where the fuck are you going They've got oats to plow. They've got no, they got oats to sow. Right? <laughs> um, and then Teresa like is the first one to charge the fuck out and like and he he like he fucks her over. He gets her yeah. handcuffed, handcuffed to the chair. She's again cursing in Spanish. And they're all tied up. Uh, like he at the end it's like he's hog tied all of them at yeah. this point yeah literally all to the stairs they're all like tied to the railing and for the uh, 50th time christina milian's character uh ann i think is her name 
has said, <laughs> I'm cheerleader captain, and you can't do this to us. You I'm need to match me, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you need to find somewhere that we can go and have fun, and you can watch us now because I'm cheerleading captain. <laughs> so, where do we go? The roller skating ring. We do. So, somehow uh, he has it all closed down so it's just them and it looks like an ice skating ring it does it wasn't until i was pulling some of the facts that i had to go back and say oh shit they were because all the other girls were wearing um roller skates but one of the girls was wearing roller blades and that would have been me 100 percent. i ain't no skater baby i'm a blader I grew up on the blades (laughs) I was I had my white pink lace up four wheel Barbie like classics yeah (laughs) I was going up and down my driveway like a dumbass (laughs) yeah yeah, she is the only one that wears skates, and they are playing like an ABBA song in the background. I think Dancing it was Queen at this point that I was like, "This soundtrack is not fucking half bad." That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Okay, I'm yeah. so glad you mentioned this because I was gonna say if anything is redeemable about this movie, it's the soundtrack. All right, we had CCR, we had CNC Music Factory, yes, we had. Oh, we'll bring um, up that one later. Yes, like, yeah, yes. You already know the facts. <laughs> Yes, like it was actually a really good. Uh, we had Lagrange at the beginning of it. Like it was solid, pretty solid oh. soundtrack. Um, and now after the roller skating rink, um, this is when I started calling Zane Suitman because I didn't know his name for a long time. So I just have Suitman visits Emma. And so he is kind of caught up to um, Tommy Lee Jones's daughter. And um, he's like Conter pretty much that she's that he's helping his dad on the case and he's there to protect her mm-hmm. tommy lee actually calls that house well i think before that actually happens they go to a um they go to their thing like a sorry the hex they have to do the hex event correct um which is a real actual university of texas tradition which is enacted before an annual thanksgiving game against texas a&m university the texas a&m aggies had their own pre-game tradition the bonfire but after a combination of factors caused a collapse in 1999 and killed 12 students the tradition is no longer university sponsored it is, however, still organized by the student body and done off campus. So mm-hmm. they reenacted that whole scene. Um, and then it's after this scene that they realized, because the girls still don't think anyone's coming after them. Um, Tommy Lee Jones's character sees that there's a bomb under this van. And mm-hmm. so he gets all the girls out. One girl, I think it's Teresa, gets stuck. He, he cuts her out. Mm-hmm. And the van blows up. And after this scene, when they're back in the house, that's when he gets a call. But I think we also skipped the scene about... We did. About... We skipped two main scenes. Yeah, yes. I, was gonna say, you sk- I think I went <laughs> further a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
so we the we go back to cedric the entertainer's church (laughs) with the cheerleaders and i literally wrote are we gonna have a cheer off in this church because Cedric is dressed in his UT <laughs> uniform because he was a cheerleader. Uh, Percy Pirouette Jackson is it? <laughs> he was like, you don't recognize me? Yeah. You don't know me? The street still ain't talking about me? <laughs> and this was the point where CNC Music Factory starts playing while they're doing their, their dance battle. And I got up to make dinner because I'm like, I... I don't need to he watch. He was cheering for Jesus. <laughs> That's right. That's he right. was cheering for Jesus. Um, um, and then he tries to do the splits at the end, and that ends poorly. Poorly. Him. So bad. Um, George and I also saw in the extras um, <laughs> that Cedric the Entertainer was saying that he, you know, he was giving the, the girls all acting tips and what they should do with their uh, careers moving forward. Oh, also, um, yeah, what I was going to say, that song that they play, uh, Everybody Dance Out, yeah, CC yeah. or whatever, that's the only similarity between the two movies, Man in the House, 1995. That song is also in that movie. Oh, look at that. Um, we brought only, it back together. Only thing they have in common. <laughs> so. I have a home video. Oh, God. <laughs> of us. Doing the dance from the other man of the house to CNC Music Factory. Yes! At a sleepover for my birthday. I will have Um, to find by next year so I can. Oh my gosh. Is it like, is it you and Johnny and Heather or is it you and your friends? It's me and Katie Couch and Wendy and a bunch of like the like late middle school, school, early high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yes, you have, you, that's your assignment. You have to find <laughs> yeah. that. So yes, we have the cheer off. Um, why do we even go and see this guy in the first place? Um, because um, they are trying to figure out um, if he knows the dead guy. So they get the picture of the uh, dead guy and they're like, do you know this dude? Just another right, because fucking, and, and they get a name. It's Jack Carter. The fourth level guy had shot him yeah. to get rid of him. And they found the body. Great, right, yes. right, right. And then after the scene is when he has to go to the grocery store for tampons and pads. Runs into professor, professor, very yeah. forward professor. Yeah, like, oh. and she's, she's like, like get it. <laughs> and at first he's like, nah, thanks. And then he kind of like gets into it a little bit like he helps her with her key and her groceries and then um all of a sudden he's fucking cooking dinner for her his five alarm six alarm chili i can't remember five alarm chili five five alarm chili and then the girls of course you can't have one of these kind of movies without a makeover baby which wasn't really much of a makeover. No, no. he comes out of the makeover looking, looking exactly the same. Yeah, looking <laughs> yeah. um, through all the the things. Yes, yeah. um, and Barb is very. She is muy sad that <laughs> he has there's a, a word, There's a word for sad in Spanish. Jay. <laughs> I I don't know much Spanish. <laughs> 
I do what I can, okay? All right. No judgment. No judgment. Um, and then we find out that she's a beauty school dropout. Oh, wow. For you. Um, and so she, they need her help in the montage yeah. of making him over, which is like they trimmed up his nose and ear hair and uh. gave, like, just did like a detoxing mask. Threw a few cucumbers on his eyes and called yeah. it a day. I love how they said one of them said like you you're you're you've got craters the size of the moon or something like that. Yeah. And Tommy Lee Jones does have crater face. Yeah, yeah. No, literally though. Yeah. Um. And so then they also do. Oh, and while the montage is going, it's right said Fred. I'm too sexy, which I loved. I was like. Very into it. That is one and, of my favorite songs. And because he um has all this surveillance shit, they put a little camera in the dining room that so they can watch him and then they he puts his earpiece in so they can give him like tips and advice on his day. I'm why I'm, you you're grown. You're grown, <laughs> you've been married, you've been in the Poonan before, like you don't need a bunch of like 18 year old 19 i don't know maybe 20 i don't know how old they were to to give you advice on how to get it in clearly yeah. this teacher is wide open and ready you know yes a hundred percent so we find out he drinks root beer because he stopped drinking a while ago um and then she she says he gives her flowers she came to his house and was like, I'm going to go put these in flowers and I guess just makes herself at home in the kitchen. Like, Does she, does she go do that? I thought he yeah. went, oh, I thought he went into the kitchen to open the wine. No, she goes, I'm going to go put these in water and like goes into the kitchen. I'm like, oh, well, make yourself at home, lady. Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I miss that. And then um, they put on music. And so, of course, Willie Nelson, holla. I love that song they played, too. Um, and Barb is, like, watching like it's a fucking... Porn. Yeah, everyone's gone like... to bed at this point, and she's still <laughs> up. And so he finally takes the earpiece out, covers the camera, and so she gets a little huffy. And then at the same time, the psych major wants to talk to Emma to write a paper about her relationship with her dad. She should have known. Okay, it's called Boundaries. You're in psychology. That was not okay. Like, you you don't know this man. Yeah, like I think that. there was uh there was a scene earlier where she like overhears like him on the phone with her and he like she like tells him to like say I love you or he misses her or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if she felt like that was her connection with his daughter and him or something, but And I would have been like, oh, bitch, I don't far. know you. My dad's in the law business. Literally, like though. You like, could be anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Like, yeah, Emma was way true to way too trusting as yeah. well. Um, and so Emma like she misses what is Evie's call and calls her back but the FBI guy has surveillance going and so he gets Emma's number and I'm assuming like that's right and Evie mentions that the next night they have the hex rally yes yeah so he figures it out and that's how they got caught up 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And now Praise fast forward and pass the ammunition. Right. So <laughs> fast forward because I already told you this whole part. And now we're back at the house after they almost got blown up. And then they realize that he um le- bad guy level five has mm-hmm. the daughter. Emma. Emma. Um and so and- Zane wants the key and money. Where did the money come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out what crime oh. was committed in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> still yeah. don't know. Yeah. I think the key opens whatever to get the the, the money bag. But no? then right. he still wanted the key. I don't know. I, I was so. confused. So Zane wants the key and the money and to meet at Eagle's pa- Eagle Pass. I googled where Eagle Pass is because I have never heard of it before. I don't frequent the border. Um, apparently it's three and a half miles away or three, not three and a half miles away, three and a half hours away from Austin. Oh, so quite a drive to go meet him. And at, like the, I guess Zane's point was he wants to get that shit and walk over the, the border and like disappear. Into yeah. The night. And apparently that wasn't even the real Eagle pass, nor did it look like it at all. Apparently. <laughs> like, <laughs> completely different just made it up yes they're like Um, this this land looks good let's set it up like put a drawbridge (laughs) (laughs) and so um he gets there zane instructs tommy lee jones to like put the duffel bag and the key and his gun and the car keys and all that shit in um like right outside the car and then handcuff handcuff himself to the steering wheel and they're right behind a bus that is seemingly headed into mexico and he looks up and he sees barb barb like hey we're here like she's dressed like the in a most stereotypical yes. sombrero, it's like, bad. Yeah. and a poncho. <laughs> it's cringe. They got yeah. Christina Milian and like a handkerchief. Like. And then <laughs> um, <laughs> Teresa looks like she actually looks like she's wearing a um a hubby, um what is it called? Like yes. Like yeah. 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 And I'm just like, what what looks are we going for here, people? <laughs> it was all over the fucking place. Yeah. So most of the girls are on the bus, but Heather? Yeah, Heather oh, has her. She stays behind a hot wire in the car. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, how the fuck do you know how to do this? She's like, oh, in juvie. And we're like, oh, well, Heather has a backstory. She got a pass. Yes. <laughs> I want a I want a movie on Heather and her weird accent and her hot wire and cars as a juvenile. Yes, I think Very she would make a good Charlie's Angel, right? Yes, like, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I, like I can see that. So the girls have gone to help him, and so Zane gets on the bus with Emma and his duffel bag full of cash, and so they have like this whole plan where. <laughs> For some reason, Teresa has to be the pregnant Hispanic lady. Spanish lady who doesn't right. want to have her baby in Mexico. She wants to have her baby in the U.S. Yes. <laughs> and so they're like, and Evie's starting to have a panic attack. So they kind of cover that with like, oh, she's just helping her friend 
who's in labor breathe. Right. And so they're like scooting out. Uh, Evie grabs the duffel bag. Because they're the diversion while while they get Emma out through the like emergency exit. Let me tell you, if I was Emma, I'd have been like, bitch, I ain't got no upper body strength. You You better be like stunting me. And why go through the top and above when there's always that back back hatchet? I think, well, I mean, that bus was pretty run down, so I don't know if the alarm would still sound, but typically there's like a sound when you open the back hatch or maybe that's something that's just told to you students to scare the shit out of them of never opening that back maybe door. Yes. i don't know so yeah they're so that's the other thing this bus is the equivalent of like an old school bus that's what it was like just to give yeah. you guys a visual. it's almost like a jailhouse bus yes <laughs> even better yes 100 percent. so yeah the girls get out and i love this part because they get so so the three of them are on the top the roof of the bus and the two girls are like it's just like dismounting or something some cheerleading shit and those buses are high i would have broken ankle jumping off that shit so the two of them jump off (laughs) and if i were emma i would have been confused and say oh i'm jumping too like but emma Emma stayed and then they're like jump into us it's just like the pyramid i'm like what the fuck's happening i'm not a cheerleader (laughs) she's like i'm a math major (laughs) and so she has to jump and the girls catch her and then the, the dude realizes all the fuck shit's happening and he's like fuck it I'm just taking the money and running across the border. Yeah, like he, no one he, has hi- me. he hijacks the bus, tells everyone to get off, hijacks the bus. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones is now chasing him in a Volkswagen Beetle convertible, <laughs> um, trying to catch up with him. Something happens. The bus flips. Zane's now like crawling out, still got his duffel bag man's on a mission yeah and like he really thinks they're just gonna let him through like oh let's just check your bags real quick you go through like, <laughs> yeah like, meanwhile the, the policia is, is like lined up guns pointed yes, down like you're like, not welcome here bitch there's yeah. nowhere to go like, <laughs> and the what? weird thing is while they were filming this like whole chase scene um because tommy lee is now in the bug like pulling up and they're shooting at it I was just like this m- makes no i sense apparently a real bus ended up rolling over a camera and crushing it that's that's where some of the budget went yeah, <laughs> definitely, though, <laughs> definitely where the budget went 100 percent. and then <laughs> yeah and then zane is like still still trying to make it yep against all odds and tommy lee june uh tommy lee jones like pretty much just shoots his thumb off or something yeah oh because they have a conversation earlier in the movie about why can't you just shoot it out of his hand and he's like it's impossible guess not for Uh, tommy lee jones because he's a bad bitch well he was actually surprised he was like oh damn yeah he's like i did that shit he's like all right (laughs) um so needless to say say zane is is captured the girls have helped save the day um 
fast forward six months later that was fucking quick yeah Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones is getting married to Molly the professor look when you get to that age and I love it you don't got time for this shit we fucking old literally you want you want to be you want to lock down this for the rest of your life let's do it she was like, oh, you're not fucking any of these cheerleaders? I bet. All right. So, <laughs> day one, day two, we're getting married. Like- yes. <laughs> yep. There's mm. no time like the present. And the five girls are the bridesmaids. And then um, Emma is, I don't know, like a, 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 jun- a junior. I don't know because she's know. on his side and oh. the other girls are on the She's his best side. man. That's all. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. she's like, I guess Emma's not because she's the math major. She's not used to dressing up and stuff. So she's like, I look like a freak show. And he says, oh. Well, you're the prettiest freak show I ever saw. And I'm like, like this is <laughs> cringe. Cringe. I think the part where she said, I think I'm gonna quit going to Vassar and I'm gonna be a cheerleader. It would have been nice if he said, you know what? I could have thought think I could have thought I could think of worse things. Yeah. Like him showing a lesson that he learned that these girls are not just these vapid things. Yeah. But they still the trope is still there. Yeah. We learned nothing. Yeah. Oh. I'm better than these girls. You know, like I was like, damn it, we were doing so well. They just needed one woman on the writing team. That's it. Yes. Like, you know, like just one. Like, and a on. lot of the movies we do, we we just need one woman on the writing team. <laughs> yes. A lot of the fucking time. Literally though. Um, and so then you see Cedric, the entertainer, is the one hitching them. How? And then after it's done, robes come off, cheer uniform and full effect. Oh, and homeboy God. does flippies <laughs> down the aisle. <laughs> and does not stick the landing he does not no i just want to know why are you letting your ci marry you uh, no yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no answer all right so we did it we we made we it we did done it this um, is man of the house 2005 which could have also (laughs) been called cheer up apparently that's what it was called the whole entire time they were filming and again the (laughs) the special uh i don't know the dvd extras that you could see when they're um filming it everything says cheer up so i don't know what made them change it because now we Especially because there was already a movie called Man of the House. Right. And I and when I looked up Man of the House, it it actually was in theater. So it's not like it was usually the rule is when you're naming these movies, they don't usually name them the same thing if the movies both came out in the movie theater. Sometimes a movie that was made for TV, they'll name it a, a theatrical mm-hmm. thing. But I'm just very confused the amount of names that you could have come up with why you I mean look at where we are now because right I mean it it is appropriate I will say it does make sense for the movie I mean yeah I guess he's the man of the house 
I can't imagine it really being called Cheer Up. I mean, I feel like it yeah. made 20 million. It probably would have made 5 million if it was called Cheer <laughs> yeah. Up. You know what I mean? Like, and the, but, uh, and the original trailer for this movie was very misrepresenting what the fuck this movie was. Because I remember watching the trailer and be like, oh, that's to see this. I was the only one, apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah, girl, you and me. <laughs> <laughs> um one of the facts that I had to make up myself, it's not a made up fact, but like I had to bring it together because this shit was nowhere, um, was that Christina Milian, this is the second time, the the second in three movies that she's played a cheerleader. And in the interview that the girls had, the cast had, they all said they had, they didn't have previous cheerleading experience. And I said- Hold up, Christina. You were in Don't Love Don't Cost a Thing oh, in yeah. 2003 playing a cheerleader. So what you mean you don't have maybe any... she just shook her pom-poms. Well, she did a lot of dancing. Okay. So it was so like I... a dance team but called it cheer. Right. And right, then later right. on she was in the 2009 movie Bring It On Fight to the Finish. So she has a lot of experience being a cheerleader but not being a cheerleader (laughs) (laughs) and uh no one involved with the film could think of an appropriate ending until the director came up with one months after the rest of the movie was shot i mean i didn't hate the ending no i mean i've seen way worse endings to movies it was just like it wasn't so outside the box. It was like I'm like it took oh. you months to get that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. stand off at the border. That's what we're going with. Okay. Maybe maybe is the wedding part that is maybe. Yeah, I'm just. Oh, I don't yeah. know. But I mean, I I felt like it could have just ended with like, okay, everything's happy. They did it. Yeah, like, I wouldn't have been mad. I didn't need yeah. the six months later. It was a nice, cute little thing to have, but it wasn't, it wouldn't have left me hanging if they had just ended with the border scene. Yeah. Right, right. Um, I think it probably would have helped them if they included more cheerleader content, honestly. I mean, I think there was a deleted scene where they were sneaking out of the house by going through like the massive AC vents that were just newly installed (laughs) with the AC or whatever. So that would have been kind of cute or funny, you know. I think or more he, content would have been better, more cheer content. Or if they showed him a move and he actually used it to fight yeah, the bad guy, yeah. or right. if they used some of his like fighting skills to add it to their routine, you know, like yeah, like if they're really like, gonna learn something from each other. Like yeah, there would be more that they actually learn from each other. You know, all so. we learned was no no skimpy clothes and um pizza um and you can shoot a gun out of somebody's hand if you try hard enough yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, life lessons life lessons. and cheerleading <laughs> skills come in handy when rescuing someone from a bus yep yep <laughs> that's right <laughs> so now um, we've finished i think yeah we have i think we've done all the facts okay and that, yeah, that, that has to be it yeah, yeah. um okay george now present day rating where would you now that you've rewatched it 
<laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna totally throw it away you know it's one that I'm gonna pull out the shelf like once a year maybe I'm like a two-day rental you know yeah something like great. that you know it's not <laughs> something I'm like gonna write home about but, <laughs> but uh definitely I, I mean yeah why not two days <laughs> Jackie now that you've watched it for the first time um I would say same two-day rental I I would actually Ken loves movies like this so I'd probably show it to him especially because it's set in Austin yeah so and, and just kind of watch his reaction to like the things that are familiar to us but I mean didn't didn't hate it not going to be on my high rewatch list but yeah two-day rental yep same for me two-day rental for sure I think for me I just like emotionally tied this movie to the fact that it was one of the random movies I watched with my dad it wasn't that great but I have memories of that but it wasn't something that made my mind want to put a gun to my head or anything kind of thing yeah <laughs> right yeah if I didn't get it on PSP all those years ago I'm not sure I would have actually seen it <laughs> I love but, that you watched it on PSP because my, my brother movie. had a PSP and so he had I think he had like Dawn of the Dead and maybe one other movie on his little yes. PSP that he used to watch I literally just had that and like a few episodes of Family Guy like <laughs> that Classic. was literally it but it does bring back a lot of memories. So, so many memories. Well, I'm glad that we did our first cheerleading movie. It was yes. a good start. We have more Ooh. in our future. And George, we're so thankful that you joined us. We hope you had fun. Oh, it was an honor to be here. <laughs> I'm such a big fan of the podcast. Oh, um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I was even listening to the um, Monsters, Inc. episode today. It was great. So good. So I cannot wait to see some of the stuff that's to come, you know? Um, I'm excited. Tell everybody how they can find you again so that they can follow along with your, your journey because it's so much fun. Yeah, to get some awesome movie journaling content, you can follow me at Lonely Boy Journals on TikTok and Instagram. So look out for some new viz. Maybe we can push one out about Man of the House. (laughs) Yes, I'm so excited. Um, You guys are going to have to look out for our socials because we will be hyping this up. When you see our social media... When you see our social media posts, you're gonna you're gonna think this fucking movie is Oscar worthy, okay? Literally, literally. You're gonna be hyped to want to watch like, this movie. How did I not know about this movie? Oh, you're gonna find out, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> well, make sure you follow George and give him a a like and some follows. And same for us. If you have any comments, uh, questions. You disagreed with my casserole comments. Um, I don't fucking care. Talk to your mama. No, I'm just kidding. Um, hit up our socials at Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube at No More Late Fees. And, and you can also, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go okay. ahead. Um, and you can also call us at the quick drop on 909-601-NMLF. 909 We actually have a hot take from <laughs> Simone 
um, from Roll Call, Roll Call Podcast. We oh, love, her. love her so much. <laughs> love you, <And> Simone. <laughs> the beginning is hilarious because she plugs our our podcast, <laughs> with hers, which I really, really love. Um, so take it away, Simone. And remember, if you call into the podcast and call into the quick drop, you could be featured on a future episode. And if you want to help the podcast grow, because that's what we're trying to do here, peeps, um, please consider leaving a five-star review for us on Apple Podcasts. It helps us so much uh, to be discovered by other people listening on Apple. And it just makes us feel good, you know, like... We do this shit for free, y'all. <laughs> so pay us some compliments because we live off of that. We do. <laughs> How else can people uh, support the podcast, Jack? And if you really, really like us, uh, please consider joining our Patreon. Become a Patreon bestie, patreon.com slash no more late fees. You get that exclusive content, stickers, ask me anything, polls, bonus videos, lives, Spotify playlists. Uh, we're going to have to gear up for a couple of lives and a couple of watch parties coming into Yay. holiday season for our Blu-ray members. Yes. So look out for info on that. And if you want to join us, consider becoming a Patreon bestie. And of course, we just want to thank again, our wonderful guest, George, for joining us and just really hyping us up like the best cheerleader would ever. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> more power, more power by the hour, baby. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. I and really it was, appreciate it. It's our <laughs> pleasure. So lovely. Yes. Yes. And stay tuned next week because we are heading to Hogwarts, people, with our buddy, Gwen. She's going to be back returning to help us celebrate the 20th anniversary of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And as always, be kind and rewind. Hi, Jackie and Danielle. It's Simone again from No More Late No. <clears throat> No More Ladies is not the name of my podcast. <laughs> That's the name of your podcast. <laughs> this is what we're scratch rewind that. Hey, Jackie and Danielle. This is Simone from Roll Call. Call them in again. Um, I just listened to your 13 Ghosts episode and fantastic job as always. I was cracking up and um, thank you for the little nod to our boy, Lil Rod. Um, which I was like, my jaw dropped when you had mentioned that this was on his like, what, 2005 list of like the top 10 worst movies or something. I was like, damn, Lil Rod, you took it there. But you know what? That's something that I admire about Lil Rod is that he speaks his truth, even when we don't agree with it, because I am right there with you, Jackie. 13 Ghosts is one of my like, early teen tween nostalgia movies for me this is one we own on dvd at my household and it was definitely like i don't i don't, is it weird to say a comfort movie for horror movie it was just one that we would normally put on for sleepovers like oh we don't have anything else to watch let's just put on 13 ghosts but 
Um, I love your commentary as always. And I petition if you're making merch um, to make a shirt inspired by this episode when Danielle goes, okay, I got a question. Who's Cassie? Because <laughs> y'all refuse to call Shannon Elizabeth <laughs> by her by her character's name, Cassie, and y'all were just calling her Shannon Elizabeth the whole time. <laughs> but seriously, you guys had me in stitches with this one, um, and it was just so great to relive this movie that I probably haven't seen in at least 15 years at this point. So I'm inspired. I'm going to be watching that this weekend. But much love to y'all, and can't wait till I talk to you again soon. Bye!